Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Creative editing at its best or worst right there. Second hour, Dan and the Dan, it's Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. This in from Albert Breer. Steelers announced they have placed Ben Roethlisberger among four other players on the COVID-19 list. Doesn't mean he tested positive, but Albert Breer reporting Ben is on the COVID-19 list. The Bengals and the Steelers play this weekend. Yes, Pauling? According to Diana Racine of ESPN, those players will not be allowed to practice for the next five days, and the Bengals play at home versus the Steelers on Sunday. They so. Okay, so if we do the math here, they're eligible to return in five days as long as they test negative. Correct. That's what it appears. They would be able to play Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Without practice. Okay. All right, uh, phone calls are welcome. Uh, I think we have a poll question, McLevin. Are we staying with that with the yeah. second hour? Well, I put up, uh, if you're a Jets fan, do you want to be 0-16? And, and 55% said yes. Yeah, I'll take it. If it means I'm getting Trevor Lawrence, I'll take that. You know, so- you convinced me because I couldn't remember if the Browns were 0-16. I couldn't even remember. Yeah. I mean, remember the Lions, but okay, you go 0-16. In this day and age of sports, it used to be if you struck out 100 times in baseball, it was embarrassing. Now it doesn't matter. All right, so we lost. We didn't win a game that year, but hey, we got Trevor Lawrence. If you tell me the light at the end of the tunnel is Trevor Lawrence and not an oncoming train, then I'm okay with that. If, if, if we win by losing, okay. I'll take the shame. You went 0-16. I'm okay with that if it means I get Trevor Lawrence. Last night, the Jets nearly screwed it up, but uh, the Patriots came back and won 30-27. to It was exciting. It was a lot better game, and who would have thought if you said Cam Newton, Joe Flacco would be better than Drew Brees against Tom Brady. Here's Cam Newton on why the win was good for New England. You know, this was a division game, a much-needed win for multiple reasons, not only for the division, but also, you know, for our confidence and you know, we just needed one in our opinion. We got a, a strong feat here coming up this weekend. We just got to get healthy and just pair it with a great week of, of practice and we'll be all right. They got the Ravens coming up. Cam has not thrown a touchdown pass in the last four games. He did have two rushing touchdowns. And really, maybe that's his role. Um, you know, he's never been a great pocket passer. He's He can throw the deep ball. Certainly when he started out in Carolina with Steve Smith, he could throw the deep ball. Sort of lacks touch. Footwork has always been an issue. But when he runs with the football at that size and still with that speed, he's able to make things happen. You saw that last night. Yeah, McLevin. If you're a running back on the Patriots, are you ever like in the locker room like, Cam, I'm open down there. Like, you're not touching the ball in the red zone. Like, you have no chance of getting a touchdown. 
Yeah, but Brady did that all the time. They'd get to the one-yard line, and Brady would sneak it in. They started sneaking it like the six with Cam. He was just like, <laughs> lie down, lie down. And in Carolina, too, he would have run for 15 touchdowns, and like the guy behind him. Is didn't... that the reason why he gets in the Hall of Fame? Like, Is that what puts him over? He's got, I think, 66 rushing touchdowns. I and think, an MVP. And an MVP. They, they got blown out in the Super Bowl. But if he ends up with 80 touchdowns, is that enough to get him in as a quarterback? Be the greatest rushing quarterback of all time, or at least touchdown-wise. Maybe Lamar Jackson approaches that at some point. But is that enough for Cam Newton? I don't know what his numbers are. And he still potentially has you know three or four really good years. Yeah, McClellan. Well, I was going to say, also, do you give him credit for being revolutionary? Like, he ushered in a new era of running quarterbacks, timing-wise, a little bit. Because they got, remember, they went 15-1, and one and he ran, like, an unprecedented number of times, and boom, comes Lamar Jackson. I don't know, or is he so different than those guys? Like, who's the guy who ushered in this wave? Well, it felt like Randall Cunningham was, was there at the front of the line. I don't know if the Eagles used him or the Vikings used him the way they probably should have, because he was he was Cam before Cam. I mean, he was an incredible athlete there. Steve Young started to run early and then realized at his size he shouldn't and became a great one of the great pocket passers of all time. Michael Vick probably would be the guy that it feels like he ushered in that. But but he was so fast. Cam's so big. There's a difference in that. Cam it, Cam uses his body that you know, like he's a weapon there. Uh, Whereas Vic was just trying to out dart you. He was Vic was Kyler Murray before Kyler Murray. That ability to just be quick and you know outrun you and not get hit. Cam would take on those hits. I still go back to that season opening game, Carolina against Denver, a couple of years ago. And, you know, Trevathan, I think the the linebacker, God, it, they were just pounding Cam. But they treated him like he was a a, a running back. I have not seen, and, and I think you can go back to, was it Cam against Atlanta years ago where it just felt like they teed off on him and treated him like a running back, and the officials let that happen. Yeah, McLovin. But there was a Niners game where they just attacked him. Yeah, that's but, it. But Cam Cam won't go down, though. So how are you supposed to get I saw a, a safety just run up and hit Cam as hard as he could, and he just sloughed him off like a little kid. So how I don't understand that. The NFL after the Broncos game said these are all legal hits because yeah, he's out in the field. Yeah, I know. Well, he's outside the uh, the tackles, and he does outweigh some of those guys. Yeah, when you're on the field. Yeah. Now there are times when I've been on the field and you go, that guy's not as big as I thought. There are certain running backs, uh, wide receivers, where you go, wow, he's a lot smaller than I think. When Cam walks on the field, you go, he is a lot bigger than I thought. I mean, he, he looks like he stepped off the bus for an NBA team. Plus, he's not only tall. Like, Matt Ryan is tall. Cam is tall, and he is jacked. He's a big guy. He looks like he'd be the tight end. If you go, oh, here's our tight end here. And you go, oh, okay. And you realize that's the quarterback. Ben is a lot bit bigger than you think in person. Um, Julian Edelman was so much smaller than I thought. They, there's... And all these running backs and defensive backs feel like they're about 5'8", and they're all built similarly. But Cam's one of those guys where he comes on the field and you go, yeah, that's Cam Newton. Yeah, make love. You know who always struck me? Marshall Falk doesn't look like he'd be the fastest, baddest man in the NFL in person. He's just kind of a little guy, right? He's not jacked. I didn't think he was fast, but I think he's one of the smartest players who's ever played the game. Because I, I, I remember Peyton Manning would talk about Marshall Falk that – Peyton said Marshall knew the offense the way he did. Like he thought as a quarterback at the running back position. All right, we got way ahead of ourselves here. Uh, welcome to the program already in progress. Jim Gray has written a book called Talking to Goats, G-O-A-T-S, greatest of all time. And it's a great read, an easy read. Uh, and he'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Just all the places he's been. All the people that he's been around. Yes, Tom. I like how you refer to him as the Forrest Gump of sports. That he just happens to be everywhere that anything remotely interesting happened. Jim Gray finds a way to be there. I was still doing my interview. Kind of, I did kind of interrupt. I jumped the gun a little bit on that. Okay. Are you done? Now I'm done. Okay, thank you, Todd. 
Uh, yeah, what Jim has done, and you know, he's there with Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon sees him on the street, brings him in his car, and they Nix. talk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jim Gray is the Forrest Gump of sports reporters. Was it? Is it? Is it a football game? Or he's walking no, down the street. He's in Nixon. the street. Otis Nixon? No, the president. Norm Nixon from the Lincoln? Richard Nixon says to Jim, "Get in the car," and he talked football, I guess, for 45 minutes. He's been. He Jim's been there. And then Elvis got in the car. And and Elvis, all- <laughs> yes, Elvis, and he he. Uh, Said, Jim, come on, I want to talk music. Yes, Tom. Uh, does he get invited to all these things, or does he kind of tag along and invites himself? I always wonder that if, to be somewhere all the time. He's walking in the street, and President Nixon is in his limousine, sees Jim, and invite. I'll let Jim tell the story. Because didn't Forrest Gump meet Richard Nixon and Elvis Presley? And then and Forrest Gump is in his hotel, and he noticed some commotion at the hotel across the way, and he calls... <laughs> Martin Luther King? He call, No, he calls for the front desk, and it was the Watergate Hotel. He goes, there are some guys... <laughs> with, I can't do the Forrest Gump. He goes, there's some guys with flashlights keeping me up, and they pan away, and of course, it's the Watergate Hotel. Uh, and Jim Gray always says, life is like a box of cookies, and that's very similar to the box of chocolates line that... You had a good first hour. Yeah, I know. You, did. you push, it, the, you it, push it. it. We had no gas first hour, and you still had a decent first hour. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All righty. Some phone calls uh, coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Uh, you know, it, it didn't just dawn on me with the Jets. I don't mean to pick on the Jets, but uh, I don't like the uniforms. I love the helmets. I don't like the uniforms. It's too dark, and I'd like to freshen that up a little bit. You know, in time for Trevor Lawrence next year, I'd like to – because Trevor wearing the Clemson colors, I mean, those are bright. I need the – are the Jets the worst NFL uniforms, Paulie? Close. The Jets' helmets are really nice. The green and the like helmets it. are nice. Once you go neck down, it's this mishmash of black, and it's undescribable. It makes their offensive linemen look thinner than they are, so they look less imposing. But the worst uniforms currently in the NFL. Ooh. You ready for this? Okay. Who do you think I'm going to pick? I've given this a lot of thought. You know I do this. Now. The Jaguars. No, because the Jaguars can be so ugly they're cool. You know, like if you go back to the Houston Astros mm. in the 80s, so ugly or cool, or okay. the Padres. The Philadelphia Eagles okay. have the worst NFL uniforms, and here's why. They're boring. They're forgettable. They're uninspired. Um, they they're, they have this, like, uninspired green. If, if Benjamin Moore was calling it, they call it uninspired green as a color. Because <laughs> it's, it's this green, gray, blue. Um, they've got, like, this neck thing with green. The The... The helmet's now this dark green, almost black color, so it doesn't match. And then, and the other thing that makes the Eagles so bad is they've had great uniforms in the past. If you go back to the Randall Cunningham days and the, the Kelly green uniforms, mm-hmm. they could have those, and they choose these horrendous uniforms. People will say there's worse uniforms, but these are the most uninteresting uniforms and bad. It feels like the Jets and Eagles, the same designer, Correct. created those. Yes, Eden. Can I throw in the Giants for incredibly boring uniforms? Great helmet, though. Nah. I love the color. Their their uniforms are so boring. Well, just like the Giants. Also boring, yeah. Yes, McLovin. On the opposite end, did you guys see the Chargers on Sunday and that getup they had? Uh, Whoa. The that, dark blue? Oh, man. That's different. <laughs> and then Saints all white I like, too. Totes that's kind of cool. I do like the Saints all white. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in on that. All right, uh, let me get a couple. I just love how excited Paul was there with, the, oh, the dark blue. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, there is, you know, the Eagles are uninteresting. Like the Atlanta Falcons uniforms are awful, but at least new and maybe a couple of eight-year-olds like them. But everything, all else fails, just go black. That's it. Hey, we got new uniforms. Yeah, I'm going to guess black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all black. That's the way to go. Yeah, McClellan. Someone tweeted us and was complaining that the Browns have always had orange uniforms. How did that start? That they've uh, the Browns are, are orange. That is kind of weird when you think about it. It's like Browns, like Browns, like orange and brown together. They they created their own color. It's there. named after Paul Brown, right? Yes, yes, yeah. But They're, still, they should have made brown uniforms <laughs> back then. Well, they did. That it was a Cleveland, it was the Cleveland Browns for Paul Brown, but the uniform, the jersey was brown. Yes, this day in Browns uniform history, 1950, the Browns introduced solid orange helmets for the first time in, and orange stripes. They mm. used to be brown and white. In the 50s, they introduced some orange. 
Second installment of the award-winning drama Save Me comes to Peacock. Save Me 2, a father's search for his missing daughter continues. This season brings more secrets, more suspects, more surprises start streaming. Save Me 2 on Peacock, where you can watch this show and you can listen on our great radio affiliates around the country. Jonathan in Pennsylvania is back. Hi, Jonathan. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, DP? Hey, bud. Hey, uh, I was overhearing the club and saying that maybe Justin Steele wants to go to Jets. It's just immediate speculation, you know. Um, yeah, the NFC East, that's, you know, all four of them are the worst team. You know, they're doing bad performance. Um, like yesterday, Jerry Jones just stated that that uh, press has our quarterback. If he's your quarterback, I know we talk about the Cowboys every single day because they're America's team, but – Dak Prescott, if he's your quarterback, you should have been signing him instead of being a franchise tag. Now, Dak Prescott is injured. What makes you think he's going to be injured again based on his ankle fracture? Because if he runs like that again, he's going to get injured again. So I'd rather have Justin Field or Trevor Lawrence as the backup quarterback. All right. Well, I, I, we talked about that yesterday, Jonathan. And that is, if you can get a rookie, if you said I could have Justin Fields or Dak Prescott next year, I would take Justin Fields because this is about the financial aspect moving forward for the next five years with that contract. Do I want to spend $38 million on Dak Prescott or I'm going to be spending $9 million a year? Like there's no middle ground. Dak's not going to take 20, 22, 24, 25. And if I can get Justin Fields and I, and it, and if he checks out and he, you know, I, I don't know how good he is. You know, playing at Ohio State is strange that it feels like there's so much talent around you. I don't know if you can get a true assessment of those quarterbacks at Ohio State. You know, Cardell Jones, he was great, but he wasn't an NFL quarterback. I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is a starting quarterback. I, I think he can play. I don't know how great he is because I saw him at Ohio State, and I still go back to the Michigan game. Those wide receivers, the wide in wide receiver was for wide open because they were wide open. Throws a great ball, but I don't know if, you know, is he a great quarterback? Can he be a great quarterback? I have no idea. I think it's really hard to assess some quarterbacks at some schools. By the way, I said I was going to have a a Pac-12 offering here. (laughs) It's... it's I don't know if it's worthy of that. The whole West Coast is waiting. Okay, so the MAC is playing tonight. There's three games tonight. If I'm the Pac-12 and I want to own a night, own a day, why don't I just play Wednesday night football? Because you're playing at 9 a.m. West Coast time now. And you're a West Coast fan. You're going, what are we doing? Like, what happened to the Pac-12? The artist formerly known as the Pac-12. If I just say, we're playing Wednesday night, and it's Pac-12 night, and you're playing those games, then I, I, would, I would seriously consider that. Because you want to be relevant. You're not relevant at, unless you go, hey, we're on at 9 a.m. in the morning. Okay, but Arizona State and USC snuck up on people. People on the East Coast it snuck up on. You're like, wait, what? But... I, It feels like these are desperate times for the Pac-12 and just being relevant. You want people to see Oregon. Is Oregon going to be a team that we would put in the top 10, top five? The MAC feels more relevant than the Pac-12, and that should never happen. Why not just own Wednesday night? Saturday night used to be a big deal for the Pac-12. And loved watching those games late at night, East Coast time. Because I don't want to have an East Coast bias, of course. But, like at this stage right now, I don't know how many games you get in. You've already had one game canceled. And you just want to get, can we get six, seven games in here? Can we have somebody watch us? Can we have somebody write about us? It's like the standalone game on Thursday night always gets so much attention written about it. And it's by default because it's Thursday night. The Pac-12 needs somebody to be watching. Yeah, McLovin. This is going to sound very contrarian, but 
maybe the Pac-12 is like orienting itself around like academics and not, they don't feel like these programs are all in. <laughs> I mean, USC, I feel because of the scandal, yeah. like is stepping back. They don't want to be a jock school I, because of the lawsuit and stuff. Well. And uh, Washington, all these schools, like, I don't know, like, why do they, I don't know why it's such a big deal for a Pac-12 to why get the Why can't TV you do money. both? Why can't you do both? You can't do both. You can't. I mean, Notre Dame is finally back in, but you can't have high academic standards and and have like the best team in the country, right? Isn't that well? Just old? having a relevant team that the Pac-12 is not relevant, and it's a shame because it feels like there's a Big Four, not a Big Five anymore. And you know, the Pac-12 network has not been successful, and and there's so much talent certainly out there on the West Coast, and it, it just feels like this is a lost season for them. But like like UCLA does not they're not going to spend on football like those like we've heard that a million times. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Cal is not going to do that. Well, the Pac-12 should decide what it wants to be then. I mean, Stanford's had both. They've had success, academic standards. I mean, it it works. I know that Michigan's talked about how, you know, they you know, Rich Rodriguez came to Jim Harbaugh's defense saying that, "Hey, you can't get everybody in that you want to get in." Now, Notre Dame, uh, same thing. They can't get in everybody they want to get in. I still go back, and I'll take a break because Jim Gray is going to join us. But Urban Meyer, when he was going, he was looking at the Notre Dame job. Now, this, this came from Jerome Bettis, the Notre Dame grad. And he said they were trying to get Urban Meyer to take the Notre Dame job. I guess he went through South Bend, and he said, how many players can I get in who might be on the, uh, the, the, the cutting line, the edge here? And I think they said you could get one. Now, Lou Holtz got two each year where they admitted somebody. They probably like Tony Rice. I think they admitted that they wouldn't have admitted during normal circumstances. He won a national title. Yeah, Paul. Other schools down south, they work in two smart kids. <laughs> like, let's get a kicker with a 4.0 and help the whole team. Yeah, yeah we got to we got to get somebody who's got a good grade point average to raise that up. But How about a walk on with like bangs with a 4.0. Urban Meyer just kept going. He like, oh, I'm going to head down to Florida. Like, I'm, I'm going to pass through here. And this is Jerome Bettis telling me stories. Like, we were trying to say, come on, you take the job. I got one guy who might not get in normally. And then he was like, uh, I'm going to keep going south and heading to Florida. More phone calls coming up. Up next, Jim Gray on his new book. And I highly recommend it. There's so many great stories in here with all of the biggest names. That's why it's called Goats, G-O-A-T-S, because he speaks to all the ghost, goats. Um, also, coming up next hour, another great book, another great writer, Wright Thompson, will join us. He has a book on bourbon, but it's not really about bourbon. It's about family. It's about Pappy Van Winkle, Pappy Land. But uh, Wright will join us coming up in an hour. Take a break. More phone calls as well. 22 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. It's a story to keep an eye on, kind of a sneaky one. NFL will vote on a plan for 16 playoff teams contingency on Tuesday. So later today, they're voting on this contingency plan. NFL owners will vote to approve a COVID-19 contingency playoff plan that would only be enacted if a meaningful game is canceled. The plan throws out the current format, replaces it with a seeded bracket, and expands the total number of playoff teams. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger deemed a high-risk close contact per source. Provided he passes COVID test this week, he would be eligible to come off the list on Saturday and play Sunday against the Bengals. He's Jim Gray, the sportscaster, reporter, producer, 12-time Sports Emmy Award winner, and his new book I highly recommend. It's called Talking to Goats. The moments you remember and the stories you never heard available beginning today online wherever books are sold. Jim, good morning. How are you? I'm great, Dan. Good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Where are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, Had to get out of my house this morning. No internet, no power. So I've uh, come across the way here to a place that I think you know. Oh, Riviera. (laughs) Wow. So uh, you're uh, right off the putting green above 18 there at uh, Riviera. Yes. Thanks to Mr. Yamaki for letting me come over on short notice here. (laughs) Um, I was just telling the Danettes about the Richard Nixon story, and they thought that I was talking about somebody else named Nixon here. Now explain the former president and how you come in contact with him and start talking football. I was living at John Madden's place at the Dakota. He was a dear friend and John let me stay, stay at his place for a couple of years. It was like the guy who came for dinner and never left. So I was walking down the street one day and a uh, guy pulls up in a sedan and it's black tinted windows. And the guy says to me, uh, are you Jim Gray? And I said, yeah. And I just kind of kept walking because black tinted windows. And I'm thinking, well, what does this guy want to talk to me for? So I crossed the street and they came back around. He said, you're Jim Gray. I said, what? Well, we, yeah, we kind of established that I am. Nice to see you. He said, President Nixon wants to talk to you. And a guy rolled down the window and there was Richard Nixon. So I got in the car, talked to Richard Nixon for 45 minutes. He knew everything about New York football giants. He knew everything about baseball. He's rattling off statistics. He's got all kinds of all kinds of scenarios in his head of what gone on in all-star games. So I get out of the car all excited. I come back to the apartment and I see Madden. I say, hey, hey coach, you're not going to believe this. Uh, I'm walking down the street and I, I just talked for 45 minutes with President Nixon. He said... <laughs> 
Don't ever S Madden. I've heard all the S I can take from Matusak and Sistra. Don't ever S Madden. And he walks out of the room. Well, about a year later, I'm sitting in, the, in I'm sitting in there watching television. And Madden comes in and he says, I'm, I'm sorry I called you an S. Said, what are you talking about, coach? He said, about a year ago, I called you an S. And guess what? I just spent about an hour in the car with Richard Nixon over here on 72nd in Columbus. <laughs> and you're living in the Dakota at John Madden's uh, apartment. This is right off Central Park. And you end up some kind of encounter with Yoko Ono in the Dakota. She lived right across the way. So when you'd look out of Madden's kitchen, about, I don't know, 60 feet, 90 feet across the way in the Dakota in the courtyard was Yoko Ono. And, and she lived there, obviously, with John Lennon, and, and, and he was assassinated. And so, you know, I'd get up and have some worm juice. And from time to time, she'd be in the window, and we'd just kind of wave. And she would wave <laughs> back. So she probably thought I was one of Madden's sons or didn't really know. So one day, I'm walking back from the, uh, from the studios from uh, uh, 30 Rock. And I walking through, ironically, Strawberry Fields, and there's Yoko Ono, and she's with somebody. And so I said, hello, Mrs. Mrs. Ono, hello, Yoko, I'm, I'm Jim Gray, I wave to you all the time. And we talked, and she was very pleasant, about a minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes, whatever it was, not long. And you could see it kind of, it ended, Dan. And so uh, I said, well, maybe we should have a Coca-Cola one time or get together and have some coffee. And she said, no, I prefer to wave. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so about a week and a half later, you know, I was kind of embarrassed, but you know, that's all right. She, she was very nice. I mean, she was very, she was terrific. So she's sitting in the window and I kind of waved and I was a little sheepish because I thought maybe she'd blow me off. And not <laughs> <laughs> or she preferred to wave. Give me the toughest story to tell in this book. Wow. The toughest story to tell. Well, it's probably Pete Rose. And the Pete Rose uh, interview that happened 21 years ago, um, just because of everything that went on and uh, all of the uh, uh, vitriol and tumult that, that was associated with it uh, for me, for him, uh, for the network and for everybody involved for baseball. Walk, walk us through it. The game plan that, you know, they were they were honoring, you know, the greats, I think was MasterCard, I think, honoring uh, the greats of the game. And you were on field reporter for NBC. And what was your game plan in talking to Pete? Well, everybody had decided, and you and you worked there for a long time, Dan. So you know, uh, Dick Ebersol and Sam Flood and Bob Costas, Bob Euchre, Joe Morgan. You know, we had our meeting, and we wanted to speak to Pete, and we didn't really know if he was going to speak or not. And then we got confirmation that he would, and so we all had a meeting, and everybody agreed that you know what the line of questioning had to be. It was the first time he'd been on the field in 10 years after having signed his own banishment away and hoping to be reinstated. But so far that had been unfulfilled. So, you know, the idea was to ask him about what had gone on in his life. I saw Pete in a room uh, with all the greats that they were celebrating the, uh, the uh, all century team and uh, talked to him briefly about the interview. And he said, what would it be about? And I said, it's going to be about everything in your life, Pete. And, and he agreed. So he said, okay. So when he came over, uh, you know, just started asking the questions and felt that it was necessary at that time to, you know, establish why he hadn't been in baseball and did he want to make some sort of admission. And it just kind of careened uh, from there. Do you think he understood of how to make himself a sympathetic figure in that moment? Make you look bad? You know, I don't know. I'd never contemplated that. Uh, I don't I don't think so, you know. Believe it or not, Dan, after 21 years and everything that went on, I sat down with Pete Rose last week and did an interview, and we're going to have it on Fox on Sunday night, uh, This on Fox News on Sunday night at uh, 10 o'clock, uh, an hour special on Talking to Goats. And uh, we talked for an hour and a half. Uh, but I don't think he was. You know, he says, he says in the special that he had been playing baseball since he was eight years old, since they determined, you know, he was special. All the way up until he was 47, he was involved in the game. And he said it was just not in his best interest to come clean. First of all, he didn't think they had the evidence, even after they had the evidence. And he said, if I would have admitted this, I was guaranteeing my own banishment. So it was just better to lie and hope that they didn't and that it would go away and that it got away from him. You talk to a lot of different people. Obviously, the uh, the book is called Talking to Goats. We're talking to Jim Gray, his new book that's out now. It's available online wherever books are sold. Your favorite athlete that you talk about, have a story about in the book is who? 
I don't know that I would have any favorite, Dan. I mean, I've been, you know, very close to a lot of guys. Chuck Daly was my best friend. Julius Irving, uh, obviously, uh, opened so many doors for me, was in the wedding. Muhammad Ali uh, and traveling with him and, and my first interview with Muhammad Ali. Love Charles Barkley's company. Uh, do a radio show for the past decade plus with Tom Brady. Um, so it, it's hard for me to just sit here and pinpoint new Kobe Bryant since uh, he was just uh, an infant all the way through his life and, you know, still mourning that loss. And, and, you know, he was a close dear friend. So uh, I wouldn't want to just sit here and say any one of them, but I would just say the whole collection of them all have been a really, really fortunate existence and, and I wouldn't trade it. What's your favorite Kobe story? My favorite Kobe story is, is probably, um, well, my favorite Kobe story is, is one that didn't take place on the court. We, we went to Hong Kong together and uh, there were a bunch of folks that wanted to hear from Kobe. And so uh, there were 20 guys that wanted to hear from him. So we flew over there, spent 36 hours uh, together, uh, did a question and answer. And uh, after we had done the question and answer, we went to karaoke in Hong Kong. <laughs> where only only language really spoken there uh, in this bar was was Chinese. And we went in there and started singing Take Me Home Country Roads uh, by John Denver. <laughs> and he sang New York by uh, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. And my wife, Fran, was with me and, 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 and she was singing uh, an Elvis song. And we just had so much fun that night. I'm getting chills saying this. We had so much fun. And he was so dedicated to his kids and, and he had been out of basketball for a couple of years at that point, maybe two or three. And um, he was just so at ease. And I just never forget the scene. Those people in that karaoke bar knew very little or no English other than the songs, but every single one of them wanted to touch Kobe Bryant. Mm. Every single one of them wanted to be near him, take a photo, knew who he was, and wanted to be in his company. And I'd seen that with Ali and I'd seen that with Dr. J and, and you see that with, I saw that with Michael Jackson when I was with him at a fight. Um, but just the pure joy um, that he was able to bring those folks and the fun that he had doing it. Uh, I guess that's the favorite thing, uh, you know, that I would, it's probably because it's also the most recent. I mentioned this when Muhammad Ali died that his impact on a new generation was really not necessarily about boxing. It was about being an activist. It was about being out there. It was all the bravery that he had his entire career. And I think that that whole wave of Chris Paul and uh, LeBron James and you know some of these other players, they saw this retrospective, these eulogies to him. And I don't know if it triggered something, and I don't know if you ever got that feeling, but it felt like Ali's impact on this new generation was based off things he did outside of the ring. I would say that's 100% accurate. Look at what LeBron did in the documentary that he did for HBO, which I believe was just this year on Muhammad Ali. Uh, he was the executive producer uh, with Maverick Carter and Rich Paul and, and their company and Randy Mims. And I think that what they saw in Ali and what we all saw in Ali and, and it was, and, and it resonated throughout his whole life, but the courage, you know, the greatest moment that I ever saw in sports, uh, it, it's twofold, but the first one has to be Muhammad Ali when he lit the torch. Yeah. And I was on the field that night uh, in Atlanta doing the Olympics and Bob Costas and Dick Enberg uh, uh, were in my ear and um, we could hear that and you could see that. And just, the courage that it took, the bravery, the humanity, the fragility of life, and the pure greatness of that moment and that man for all that he stood for, all of the principles, everything that he had done in the ring and more so out of the ring. It, it was all there in front of us. And if that wasn't an example uh, that will live forever for good for future generations, for everything that he did for all of us and for the world, and I think all of those guys saw that and all of those guys know his story. And so, yes, do they want to emulate that? Yes. And do they want to carve their own path and do great things? Yes, I truly believe that, Dan. I know you have a great relationship with Tom Brady, but I'm. do you know everything that went into that decision to leave Tampa? Because in the book, you mentioned that, you know, there were three teams involved, including the Chicago Bears, that Tom was considering. What don't we know about that decision by Tom to leave the Patriots? Well, 
what don't we know? I mean, I, I, I think I know, you know, I know Tom very well, um, but I can't tell you his innermost thoughts. I do know that his family was very important. And I do know that the proximity of Tampa to Brazil and to Costa Rica uh, is very important because of Giselle. And I do know that his son Jack lives in New York and would come to the games in Boston and visit his father. And he's now 13 or 14 years old. And that's very important to him. So when it came down to the Chargers, uh, Chicago and Tampa, you know, I, I think that the Chargers, uh, just the proximity uh, and the West Coast was just too tough for a 14 year old to be flying back and forth, you know, 12, 14 hours a weekend. Um, and then that that makes it also another eight hours for Giselle to get to her family. So I think that in the end, the family was most important. And, and, and Chicago, I can't tell you why he didn't choose Chicago and why he did choose Tampa. Uh, weather probably had a little bit to do with it after freezing <laughs> and suffering through New England all those years. Sure. Tom seems to be pretty happy sitting out there in that uh, whirlpool, uh, uh, you know, getting better with uh, Alex Guerrero after some of these games. Uh, you know, the, the heat is a little bit better than the frozen cold. <laughs> I highly recommend the book. It's a great read, and if you want one of those stocking stuffers in time for Christmas, it's uh, called Talking to Goats, and uh, it's available in bookstores and online wherever books are sold. It's uh, Talking to Goats, the moments you remember and the stories you never heard. And what I loved about it, Jim, was you gave you gave your side, whether you, you know, the Pete Rose situation, the decision with LeBron, all you did was give context to a story that I think people have already made up their minds about. And I think even if you've made up your mind, I think you may you're going to make people reconsider or look at it differently. And I, uh, you know, you put it out there, warts and all uh, these stories. And I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you reading it. Thank you for having me on. Love your show. Love the guys. And what I'm most happy about, you're doing great. Yeah. You're feeling better and you're out there at Corn Ferry Tour. I'm, 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 I'm ready to see it. Yep. Yep. I played golf with Jim at, uh, at Riviera. He played better than I did there. And uh, we were on the 10th hole. We're, we're approaching the 10th green. And uh, he had been talking about my health. And he goes, hold on. Let me call Tom. So he calls Brady. And he FaceTimes Brady, and he's like, uh, hey, I got somebody who wants to say hello. And I, I'm like, I, what? Hey, Tom, how are you? And then uh, you guys talked about some other things. But Tom did send me a book, thanks to you, with uh, all of his workout regimen and the diet and everything else as well. So I look exactly like Brady does now, Tom, or uh, Jim. And, 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 and I hope the TB12 method helped you. But I remember we had a great day together, too. And I remember you tried to dunk on Dr. J. Oh, out there, out there in Salt Lake City. That was NBA Finals mid-90s. And Jim invited me to play with Dr. J. And we're playing at a golf course outside of Salt Lake. And there was a backup on like the 15th tee. And there was a basketball court in a yard right off the tee. And I said, Doc, would you come over and uh, shoot around? And Doc is one of the nicest people you ever meet. And then I said, would you stand underneath because I want to dunk on you? So we lowered the hoop to like maybe eight feet. And I uh, and Dr. J let me dunk on him that day, Jim. You know, if we all would have had cameras and <laughs> oh. cell phones back in that day, boy, that would have been that would have been all over everywhere. It depends on how you framed it. But if you framed it where I was actually on a 10 foot hoop dunking on Dr. J, uh, <laughs> I could have lived in infamy. But uh, thanks again. And thank you, as always, for your friendship. And I wish you the best of luck with the book. Thanks, Dan. Thanks right. for having That's me. Uh, Jim Gray, Forrest Gump of sports reporters. He's everywhere. I told you the Richard Nixon story. He's, first of all, Jim goes, yeah, I'm staying at John Madden's apartment. I go, okay, that's a story in itself. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. 
Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Sunday night, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens head to Gillette Stadium to take on Cam Newton and the Patriots Sunday night, 7 Eastern only on NBC. Connor in Texas. Hey, Connor, what's on your mind? Hey, DV. Uh, I just had a couple quick things, man. You were talking about all the GMs earlier and you know, making all these terrible picks and all being fine with their jobs. The guys striking out all the time. What are their jobs in real life? Can you be wrong all the time and still not worry about your job? There's one obvious one, but I'll let you talk about it. And then my second point or question is for Paulie. Paulie, you got that uh, flannel patch around? Uh, I hope you got nearby. I've been thinking of a name for it. It's been right there in front of y'all this whole time. And I was hoping if Paulie was okay, I would attempt to name the patch. The flannel patch. On our flannels that we sell at the website? No, the, the flannel eye patch. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Oh. You got that in here? Okay. The flannel eye patch. It's been right there. Yeah, he's got the it. Name. He's going to put it on right now. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. The okay. perfect name <laughs> is right there in front of y'all, all right? The name for the eye patch should be Jenny Patchy. Ooh. Jenny wow. Patchy. Wow. Thank you, Connor. That's a um, girl who broke my heart in high school, Jenny Patchy. But I'm over it. I got over that like last year, I think, or the year before. Jenny, Jenny Batchy. One of the great ones. <sighs> yes, Paul. If I could go back being blind in my left eye, I would have worn an eye patch in high school. I think the sympathy factor mm. may have helped me with girls. Mm. It could not have hurt me. Mm. It could only have helped me. Mm. A couple of people feel bad for me. They hold my books or something or walk me to class. I should have milked it then. What was Connor's other question about how can you be wrong all the time and still have a job? Yeah, I thought he teased one where you could do it, then he never told us what it was. Yeah. I mean, Jenny Patchy. Jenny Patchy is... Jenny Patchy. That's a great one. Kind of walk off there, but... Yeah, what's a job that you can have where you can be wrong every time? Well, you can't be wrong all the time as a weatherman. I mean, you do have to get some right. I like when they would have the uh, the check mark when, when the weatherman would say, uh, it's going to be like 70 to 75. So he had a five-degree window there. And then he'd get a check. And I'd go, yeah, my local weather guy got a check. Yeah, see. Well, Don't you feel like uh, like 
corporations all over the place are loaded with people who failed upwards anyway, though. <laughs> like every, everybody's got a boss that's been like, well, how'd that guy become a boss? He's an idiot. We worked with some of those people before. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes, we Failing thought. upwards yes. is like my favorite thing. And yeah. Radio's loaded with it. Yes. How did you? What? You're, I think you're doing what? He might have been going current events and pulsers. Because that's, oh. a, that's a heated ah. feel. Like, pulsers have been kind of wrong. And so, like, why do they even have them? It's a big question anymore. Mm. Well, we don't talk about them uh, until every four years. They're like bracketologists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Joe Lenardi. We talk about Joe, you know, for a couple of weeks every year. Yes, Paul. If you're like an on-air person who works on a gambling show and your picks are 40%, how would you keep your job? Because basically you're costing all your listeners and viewers tons and tons mm, of money. That true. would be a tough one. Yes, it would be. By the way, I have the uh, new odds for uh, the national championship. The uh, top teams. Gosh, I wish there was an 18 playoff this year. Also, a new favorite for the Heisman. Have that for you coming up as well. And another book I highly recommend because I think he's one of the great writers, great storytellers in America. Wright Thompson from ESPN will join us. He's written a book about bourbon. This is like Oprah's book club. It's Dan's book club. Jim Gray's book, Wright Thompson's book. Final hour coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.